I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and today I am recording with Charlie. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you. Yes, it is great to have Charlie on today's podcast episode. And I felt like it was a good idea to have him on just because he knows a lot about this topic. And we today are talking about um, mirrorless versus DSLR cameras. I get a lot of questions about this. And I don't I didn't always feel like I knew all of the answers right away when people would ask me them. So I wanted to put together a podcast episode that had a ton of research put into it so that we could just really cover all of the questions that people have. Cause I know when I switched over to DSLR too, or from DSLR to mirrorless, I had a lot of questions. So um just a little <laughs> note for today's episode we are recording in upstate new york because we have been traveling for shoots and weddings and our hotel room is literally 15 feet from a super busy road and we're on the first floor so if you hear some background noise and like motorcycles going by or people talking that is why so we're on the first floor because there only is one floor welcome to the adirondacks <laughs> yes We are living the mountain life this week, Um, which it's not bad. It's nice for like one week, but me and Charlie are definitely more city people, especially me. So, you know, I like my Wi-Fi. I like my street lights. (laughs) We actually forgot how bad the cell service was out here. I was trying to watch some football yesterday because, you know, it was a Sunday. Cassidy was between shoots and I was just trying to catch up on a little bit of football. and. Yeah, that wasn't happening with the type of service we had. The service is rough up here, especially like for some reason, Charlie's phone is like actually malfunctioning up here. It just doesn't know how to work anymore. Yeah, my phone just kind of gave up on life yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, we can jump right into today's episode. We do have lots to cover. And I do want to say a little disclaimer that we did a lot of research on this. So um. If you have any questions or doubts about anything we say, feel free to just Google it because Google has all the answers. That's where we got a lot of our info. So, um, Charlie, you can jump right into your little thing that you have. Yeah. So, actually, we, do, we did check out a lot of different articles when we were doing this research. But for some, some specific statistics that we're going to be reading, we were reading an article from techradar.com and the Authors of this article are Phil Hall, Amy Davis, and uh, Mark Wilson. It was published on February 2nd, 2021. And they had a really well-worded description of what is the definition of basically some of the main differences between DSLR cameras and mirrorless cameras. So this is an intro definition that they had in their article that I'm going to read to you. So here it is. Let's start with the basics and look at the key differences between the two types of cameras. The key is in the names. 
DSLR stands for Digital Single Lens Reflex, which works by the light hitting a mirror angled at 45 degrees. That light goes straight up into an optical viewfinder, which allows you to see precisely what the lens is looking at. This is a true optical path with no digital processing in the middle. When you're ready to take a photograph, that mirror moves out of the way to reveal the image sensor. And if you've used one in the past, you'll be familiar with the satisfying but fairly loud noise that it makes as it does so. By contrast, mirrorless cameras, you've guessed it, don't have a mirror. With these cameras, the light passes through the lens and straight onto the, the sensor to be processed. It's displayed either on the monitor on the back of the camera or in the electronic viewfinder, which is in essence a very small monitor. This time, when you take a picture, the camera is simply recording what is on the sensor at that moment in time. So, basically, it sounds exactly like Charlie explained. DSLR has a mirror in it, and that's how the photo is recorded. A mirrorless camera does not have a mirror in it, and that's the main difference between the two. And it, I think it was interesting that the quote said that the DSLR shutter is a pretty loud noise. And that's something that we can get into later on in the episode. But that is something that's important to note. If you are taking photos um, at any like event or something where it's a little bit quieter and people are hearing the camera, um, that shutter noise um, is a big difference between a DSLR camera and a mirrorless camera. And the reason is because a DSLR has a mechanical shutter that like moves every time you take a photo versus a mirrorless camera doesn't have that, which means the shutter is much, much quieter. Well, so to clarify, they both have mechanical shutters. Yes. You're hearing the actual flip of the mechanical mirror getting out of the way to reveal the sensor yes. in the DSLR. Yeah, that and is that's good the, to know. that's the main difference right there. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to go over, I guess, a few of the differences between the two different types. So. DSLR versus mirrorless, like what's good about them, what's bad about them, pros and cons, like which performs better, stuff like that. Um, something that's helpful for me when I'm thinking about mirrorless cameras is a mirrorless camera is phone in the sense that like your phone also doesn't have a mirror that reflects the image and stuff like it's literally just like your phone. So I think it's easy to remember that Mirrorless cameras are similar to iPhones or regular phones, whereas a DSLR has the actual like mechanical shutter in it. But all that to say, let's jump into some comparisons between the two different types of cameras. So the first thing that I want to talk about is body size. Charlie, which one do you think is bigger, DSLR or mirrorless? Well, I don't think there's any question, seeing as you used to shoot on uh, Canon DSLR when you were first getting into weddings, and when I first jumped on with you, I was shooting on my Sony a7 III, and your camera felt like carrying around a tank, and mine was just this tiny little thing that I could get up and take shots with. Okay, so DSLR is bigger than mirrorless. Yes. Yeah. So, I think... 
I don't actually know like the exact reason why mirrorless cameras are smaller, but they just are. Like the camera bodies are lighter and DSLRs are heavier. Do you know why that is? Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about the idea of how in DSLRs they have the entire mechanical components to get the mirror to flip out of the way of the sensor. That mechanical components, like the way that they put those together, obviously take up a lot of space inside of the camera. So the camera body and the housing, all of those mechanical pieces take up space and they add weight to the camera body as well. So when you change over to a completely electronic process of capturing your image, you don't have any reason for that extra weight or the space that's taken up. So what the result is, is with a mirrorless camera, once you just have the sensor and the other um, electronic pieces that go into showing through the viewfinder and other things, you end up with a much smaller camera body as a result. Ah, uh, okay. That does make sense. I feel like I low-key knew that, but also, obviously, I didn't. Okay, so mirrorless cameras are going to be smaller, and if you are like me, I have, like, really small hands, and I feel like, I don't know, my hands just aren't, like, very, like, I don't know, muscly or anything. So the fact that a mirrorless camera is so much smaller... It definitely helps me when I'm shooting like eight or 10 hour wedding days because my hands don't hurt as much. And I actually don't have any type of strap or like body harness that I use with my cameras because I don't ever feel like I need it. Like my hands are never like tired from shooting that long on my mirrorless camera. But I did used to shoot on a DSLR. I think it was the Canon... 5D Mark III, and then I had the huge 70 to 200 lens. Um, I call it like the dad lens, or like the soccer dad lens, you know, <laughs> like the guy you'd see at a soccer game taking pictures of the kids. But um, that lens and body combo are literally so heavy. I had to shoot a graduation ceremony, and it was like, you know, maybe an hour or two, but like my hands, like, I was dying. Like, I was like, I wish I would have brought a tripod because I cannot, like, even hold this camera any longer. Um, so it definitely depends on the lens that you have, too. But the camera body is smaller, and it affects me. And it's a huge difference for me when I'm shooting. Yeah, I mean, we may only be talking a couple of a pounds difference. So me exaggerating and saying that the DSLR felt like a tank is definitely, like I said, an exaggeration. Yeah. But when you're out there shooting for eight to 10 hour days, like we were mentioning, that couple pound difference makes an extreme difference on the um, labor to your hands and your fingers and the way that your hands just kind of wear out by the end of the day. And it, it truly yeah. makes a big difference. It does, truly. So let's move on to talking about autofocus speed um, because both cameras have autofocus like, you know, cameras are going to have autofocus, but the speed of them, um, I put down in my notes that they honestly both have good autofocus. It's not like one has like better focusing abilities because they if you shoot on both of them, like you're going to get good focus in both. Um, but what I have noticed is, um, my mirrorless camera has eye autofocus, which definitely is something that right now is only provided in mirrorless cameras and it's absolutely game changing. Um, so while both types of cameras have good autofocus, the like 
work and like the thought that has to go into autofocusing is definitely easier on a mirrorless camera because on DSLR, you have to like tell your DSLR camera where it's going to focus and like what, what it needs to do basically. But with my mirrorless camera, it tracks, you know, my subject's eyes. So half the time, I really don't even need to tell my camera where to focus because it already knows who my subject is and it's already focused on them before I tell it to. So yeah, any anything you want to add to that, Charlie? Yeah, so when we're talking about autofocus speed and eye autofocus and different things, we're obviously mentioning the sensors that both of these cameras have. And DSLR has really good sensors and that's not, we're like, we're not trying to make things up and say that DSLRs don't have good sensors in them because you can get good focusing with DSLRs. The only caveat is, is the fact that with this, the sensors in a DSLR, even the most sophisticated autofocus only works while the mirror is closed. Okay. So when the shutter actuates and the mirror flips, you're losing the change in focus. Whereas the difference with a mirrorless camera, you don't have the mechanical function of that mirror flipping while your sensor is tracking your subjects. So that's why on a Sony that we shoot with or other mirrorless cameras, they can call it continual autofocus because even as your shutter is actuating, you're not losing the tracking of your subjects or your focus tracking whatever you are actually shooting. So that's a really big difference because even with the fantastic sensors that DSLRs have, every time that mirror flips, you're having a pause in your actual yeah. focus capturing. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I did not know that. That makes a ton of sense. And I, when I did shoot DSLR, I had a lot of like, just like stress when it came to focusing because I felt like the focus was like sometimes a little fuzzy or just wouldn't always catch. And it makes sense because mirrorless, you're able to just continue to track your subject and take pictures and it tracks it the whole time. So that mechanical mirror flip really does make a difference. Um, So, hmm. okay. Good to know. So we are going to talk about image stabilization next. Um, I don't actually know too much about image stabilization. I know that this is really important for um, like videographers. Um, and because we primarily do photo, it's a little bit um, different for us. So it doesn't make a huge difference. But um, it, I did do research and mirrorless does have better image stabilization. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'd if I were buying a camera right now, the first thing that I look at is not image stabilization. But for a videographer, that would be something that I would consider um, as I'm buying a camera. Um, and I'm pretty sure image, image stabilization is just like how well your camera handles um, movement and like, you know, shaking or like jumping and stuff like that. Like how well um, it can capture things as you the shooter are moving around and as things are moving around. Yeah, I think one of the only things I would say about the image stabilization is for our videographers out there, I don't know if we have a ton of uh, presence with video people. I wouldn't assume that, but... We do have a few. The thing is, is what um, the difference is, is again, just going back to the mechanical housing of the actual mirror inside of a DSLR, when it comes to the components that are inside of that, there's a, because of the bigger camera body, 
there isn't as much space with the mechanical components that have to house the mirror to be able to have as many types of uh, movement, like soaking uh, springs and other things that are inside of it to actually stabilize the sensor that yeah. is behind the mirror. Whereas with these mirrorless cameras, they are able to put so much more other pieces. It's basically repurposing the space that was used for the the mirror housing to then just go into better image stabilization with other mechanical pieces that go in a mirrorless camera to help soak up movement inside of the camera body if that makes yeah. sense no that does make sense and it honestly as we're just talking through all of these different comparisons it sounds like the reason that some of these things weigh towards mirrorless is because there's a mirror in the dslr cameras you know what i mean like the reason that the focus isn't as good or the stabilization isn't as good is because there's a mirror in it. So that mirror is really affecting a lot of these statistics and comparisons. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a comparison of old technology versus new technology. Now, if we would have been having this conversation maybe 10 years ago when mirrorless cameras were just coming on the scene, the advantage was definitely still in favor of DSLR oh, cameras yeah. because of how long that technology had been around and had been refined. Mm -hmm. And with mirrorless cameras in its kind of beginning stages, everything was so raw. Nothing was really refined at that point in time. And the technology was just changing so quickly around yeah. it that the early mirrorless cameras really could not compete at all. No. But nowadays, things have been so changed and the mirrorless technology has been around long enough that there's enough people and market diversity to where people are challenging each other to make cameras so much better so much faster that dslr is not necessarily i don't want to say it's stagnant or that it's gone bad because it's still the same technology that's been refined really well and is very well designed for what it is but the fact is is that it's still the same Right. Whereas mirrorless is kind of the pioneer technology yeah. with that. And they're able to go so much further with that specific area. Yeah. So if we want to jump to image quality between the two of them, honestly, as I was doing my research, I didn't find that either one specifically had like significant, significant better quality, like both types of cameras take good quality photos. Um, obviously, depending on if you have a full frame versus a crop sensor, um, that's going to affect the quality. But that's something that's just within the type of camera. So as far as image quality goes, they're about equal. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, the sensors on both work well. So, yeah. And so basically the thing is, is I'm, I have a quote here that's from that Tech Radar article again. And they were talking about not getting caught up in the megapixel side of it. It's understanding, like, this is what they say. It's not just about megapixels, though, because the main factor in image quality is sensor size. With the exception of medium format sensors, full-frame sensors are the biggest and offer best quality in low light, while cameras with the APS-C sensors or crop sensors are competitive on image quality and much cheaper you can get either of these sensor sizes in both DSLRs and mirrorless cameras. Okay. So the same variety is on both sides of this. So there really is no clear-cut advantage when it comes to image quality that you can get the same from both sides. Yeah. And yeah, that makes sense. So when it comes to shooting speed then, um, definitely 
Mirrorless has the advantage um, for this one. And like we were talking about, the mirror having to like mechanically flip and record the image every single time you want to take a photo, like that is definitely going to affect the speed. Like the think of like the difference between the mirror flipping and reflecting every time you want to take a photo and then just like a digital sensor taking pictures every time. Like obviously a digital sensor is going to work so much faster than a physical like mirror flipping. So it it just makes sense that mirrorless can take quicker photos. Um, and I've definitely seen that. Um, if you're someone that shoots weddings or anything that's a little bit faster paced, it's a really nice to have a faster shutter. Um, just because, you know, things happen fast and you want to make sure you don't miss anything. So, um, I definitely appreciate the faster shutter that my, um, mirrorless camera has. Yeah. So if you're a statistics person, this was a, a stat that was shared in the same article. Um, this, they were talking about a comparison of top-of-the-line DSLR versus top-of-the-line uh, mirrorless cameras, and this is what they had mentioned. Was even the DSLR from Canon, Canon uh, EOS 1DX Mark III. That's can shoot, a very, very nice camera. <laughs> yeah, so it can shoot up to 16 frames per second, which in the DSLR world is phenomenal. Yeah, like, that's fast. That's as good as it's going to get. Whereas a Sony A9 II, the new A9, or Panasonic's Lumix G9, they both sh- shoot in 20 frames per second just right off the bat. And that's with their regular shutter. And Sony's A1 that just came out shoots 30 frames per second on their normal shutter. And the wild thing is about that is that's not even their fastest shutter speed. That's with yeah. their regular shutters. So we're already looking at about, in the case of the A9 and the G9, about four, four to five frames per second better. And then in the case of the A1, 15 frames per second better. But then when we talk about the idea of not even using the regular mechanical shutter on these mirrorless cameras and switching over to the electronic shutter, that's where mirrorless cameras just completely blow DSLR cameras out of the water. Yeah. Because it jumps up to 60 frames per second. Yeah. Now, there is kind of an asterisk next to that because you have to be careful with using the electronic shutter on mirrorless cameras when you're in certain types of light, whether that's underneath of like luminescent lights or LEDs or whatever, because you might get banding because of using an electronic shutter. Right. And also that is with a fixed focus. Mm -hmm. So you can't necessarily have your focus being variable while you're trying to use an electronic shutter. So you do sometimes after using an electronic shutter, have to go back and pick the ones in that burst that caught perfectly. Yeah. As far as focus is concerned. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is you're taking 60 frames per second and it literally sounds like a machine gun when you're taking photos (laughs) like that cassidy's a9 sounds like a ray gun with its electronic (laughs) shutter going off yeah and what i like about my a9 is i can switch very easily between my electronic shutter and my mechanical shutter um i'm shooting on my electronic shutter um you know during bridal portraits and even like during getting ready if we're like inside like outside too it's mainly at like a reception or a ceremony space that's inside or something like that. That's when I switch over to my mechanical shutter, but I still feel like I get really fast images and I never feel like my shutter is lagging um, for for that. So um, yeah, that's just something that's really important to know. And I really feel like it does affect um, 
your choice between DSLR and mirrorless. Um, like I was saying, if you're someone that shoots anything that's a little bit faster paced, you're going to want that um, electronic shutter. So next, we're going to move on to battery life. And this is our last comparison um, between DSLR and mirrorless. Um, Charlie, why don't you just, <laughs> you could just read the thing that you um, have because I have lots of things that I could say, but I think just having the stats is better. Yeah. So here's, here's just quick stats. For DSLR, about six to 800 shots is average and better models can shoot over a thousand shots on a single charge. Pro DSLRs may offer even 2000 plus shots per charge and mirrorless is much weaker. Typically around 300 to 400 shots per charge. Some manage around 600 or 700. Although those with a higher battery life will often have either very large batteries or require two batteries. And you know what? I do think that this statistic is a little outdated. And it might also depend on this specific type of mirrorless camera. Because I, did, I do know that Sony specifically with their original A7 and their A7 II even um, had pretty poor battery quality yeah um, but now that i'm shooting on the a7 III, in a typical maybe eight to ten hour wedding if i shoot 2000 photos to 2500 photos maybe from the entire day and give cassidy those photos back when i'm shooting with her as her second shooter i will go through maybe one to two uh, yeah. batteries mm -hmm. like one and a half batteries on average on a day like that so if, you, if you're going off of those shots that we just said that's around maybe 1200 to 1500 shots per battery that i'm able to get yeah out of an entire day like mm -hmm. that so i think maybe some of these statistics are a little skewed but what we're considering here is you you might think like the assumption would be like oh there's a mechanical function happening in a dslr so you would think that that would drain your battery a lot faster than just having the sensor open on a mirrorless camera, wouldn't you think? Yeah, kind of. But the thing is, is with a mirrorless camera, you also have your viewfinder going, and that's an electronic oh, yeah. monitor that is powering all mm -hmm. the time. Well, and the shutter is like digital itself, which requires a battery. Yeah, so there are some things in the mirrorless camera that are draining the battery continually compared yeah. to whereas the dslr it's only happening in the moment mm -hmm. of actuation yeah so they're um specifically within sony they had with like some of their cropped sensor cameras and some of their older cameras they only use like um i don't even know what the batteries are called but they're these little tiny batteries and they I'm just going to say they these batteries suck. Like, if you shoot a wedding day, you're going to need, like, nine batteries. Um, And when I would shoot on Canon, I, for real, only needed, like, maybe two batteries for the whole day. Honestly, one battery, like, all day. But with my A9, um, so me and Charlie shoot collectively around five to 6,000 photos, let's say, on, like, an eight-hour wedding day. And like total between the two of us. And we end up going through four, I would honestly say four and a half batteries is very consistent. He goes through two. I go through two and a half because my A9 sucks up battery more than his A7 III. So um, yeah, I definitely think that um, DSLR has the advantage here. Um, and you know, that is like a, a big thing. If you are someone that is shooting events or anything where you're going to go through a couple batteries that could influence your decision between the two. Um, we have 
started to see improvements between um, the batteries in mirrorless. So I do think that they're going to start to get better. And like, honestly, I don't mind going through two and a half to three batteries in a wedding day. I just have to keep my eye on the battery and just change it. Um, you know, and by, I have to have like six batteries on me at all times, which is fine. You know, I, I don't mind that sacrifice because for me, the other things that, um, you know, compare between the two of them, I think if that's the worst thing that is happening, that's fine. You know, I charge my iPhone like five times a day, so (laughs) I, I'm totally okay charging my camera five times a day too. I'm just kidding. I actually, I have like the newer iPhone, so I only charge it at night, but I used to have to charge it all the time yeah so i mean the battery life thing is definitely an area that mirrorless has room to improve but like we said even from maybe just 2015 where mirrorless was really starting to gain traction to where we are now in 2020 2021 it's like the battery game is not that far behind dslr and it's only going to get better so it's not really as big of a deal as some people might make it out to be yeah and obviously if you can't tell that this podcast is very mirrorless biased because like those are all facts yes but now we're going to start sharing some of our opinions and um i'm just gonna tell you we are a mirrorless um we are mirrorless shooters so we're just gonna i'm just gonna tell you how, straight up how it is um so all of those all of those stats and like comparisons that we gave you, those are things that we found, you know, on Google and things that we got from that article. Um, and they're just things that you want to consider when you're purchasing a camera and when you're purchasing lenses. I mean, there's so many factors that go into um, buying a camera, but those really are the main things, you know, body size, autofocus, um, image quality, stabilization, price. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about price. <gasps> I skipped over that one. All right, so we're going to talk about price really quickly, but just to sum it, sum it up, price for DSLRs is going to be cheaper than um, mirrorless cameras because DSLRs have, you know, older, older ways, and so it's cheaper because um, it's been around for a while. Mirrorless is more expensive. Yeah, I was going to say by older ways, she just means that the, the tech has been around longer, Yeah. so the market is more saturated with DSLR cameras. So the opportunity to get a DSLR camera that's a little bit higher end than just an entry-level camera is going to be a lot more widely available than finding a kind of intermediate uh, mirrorless camera just because there's not as many out there. Yeah, yep. And I mean, price is definitely something to consider when you're buying a camera. Like, that's a huge thing. Like, not everyone has $6,000 to drop on Sony's new newest and in- greatest camera um so i mean there's i feel like there's budget-friendly options for both and um i do have a camera gear guide that is on my shop site and i think i have it linked in the description as well um so if you are curious about like specific cameras i lay that out in the guide it's free by the way so this isn't me trying to get you to buy something um but you can download and it kind of talks through like the differences between specific types of camera bodies i cover canon nikon and sony in that guide so um yeah price is important um but totally think about the fact that you know the higher the price usually that means you know better quality you're getting um more features and stuff like that. And I think one other thing that I would just mention on the backside of price, because they pair well with each other and also has to go into this kind of conversation about 
your decision between DSLR and mirrorless is the fact of a company's selection of lenses that are available. Oh, yeah. One thing, like, so a little bit of background on this is Cassidy was shooting on her Mark III that she was talking about. Canon uh, Mark III. Yeah, yeah. Canon. Uh, 5D Mark III. Yeah, 5D Mark III. And I was, this was the end of 2018. I hadn't really gotten into photography deeply yet, but she was starting to pick up more weddings and was asking if I'd be interested in shooting with her. So the time came when I was really putting in a lot of research as to what direction I would go if I wanted to shoot with her. All, all that to say is when I was looking between the two, the selection of lenses that were going to be coming with mirrorless versus the options that you could get with DSLR, it was quite limited com- for mirrorless cameras versus DSLR. And it's the same idea that we were talking about with price and having a lot more camera bodies available at a cheaper price with DSLR is the fact that because the technology had been around so long, DSLR camera lenses were, they had all the options that you could ever think of. And you would look at the screenshots or like the marketing pictures of Canon's newest body with the millions of lenses that they had displayed behind the body. (laughs) And you're like, oh my goodness, that's kind of overwhelming to think about. They do have a lot of options. But the thing is, is nowadays with the amount of companies that are starting to dip their feet into the mirrorless selection... Mm -hmm. There is so many more options than what there even was two to three years ago. I purchased a uh, Sony a7 III. That was what I came to my conclusion at $2,000. And then I bought a uh, 85mm 1.8 as my lens to kind of hop in with Cassidy because that was a nice kind of middle of the road uh, focal distance that fit a nice spot in her lineup of lenses that she didn't have at the time. Yeah. And it ended up working out perfectly. And the 85 is actually still something that we use as a bread and butter lens today. One of our go-tos when it comes to shooting ceremonies and weddings and different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I'm basically to sum up what I'm saying is that that option of what lenses are available for your camera is a huge determining point. No, it definitely is. And a lot of mirrorless lenses, you know, to be honest, they're a little bit more expensive than DSLR lenses. Um, you, you know, with DSLRs, there's um, like these kind of like off-brand DSLR lenses. So like Sigma. Um, oh, gosh, I don't even know if I know any others. But um, like Sigma's a very popular like off-brand um, lens option. They have mirrorless options now, but um, when you would look into getting like a lens for your Canon, you would maybe go the Sigma route because Sigma offers the same lenses. They're just a little bit cheaper. Um, so thankfully mirrorless offers that now. So there are, you know, cheaper other alternative options instead of just getting all Sony lenses, you can look at some other stuff, but Canon by far has the best widest selection and when I say Canon I really mean DSLR DSLR has like a really good selection of lenses because they have so many brands and options and um, you're definitely going to be able to find more of what you're looking for within DSLR but I think mirrorless options are like they're like pretty good like I haven't really struggled to find anything the only lens I've struggled to find is a 50 millimeter f1.2 um, not 1.4 f1.2 um, and I think G Master just released one, like, you know, a couple months ago or something. But, like, 
it was expensive and I didn't get it because I was like, dang, like this is literally the only option for this lens. And then I know there's like with DSLR, there's tons of 50 millimeters F1.2. So yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the works and a lot of companies now that are dipping their toes in this. So it's like, you're starting to see all sorts of lenses coming out. And this is also where I would probably mention when it comes to the option of shooting lenses adapted to your body. If you are going to shoot like cross, if you're going to shoot mirrorless body and want to shoot adapted DSLR lenses onto a, a mirrorless camera, because Cassidy and I have experience doing this where I had purchased a Metabones adapter to shoot Cassidy's old Canon glass on our, well, my uh, new Sony mirrorless camera. And it, 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 you, you can try to make it work with certain <laughs> lenses. Yeah, I guess. And there are ways that you definitely could, you know, kind of make things work out. But I'll be completely honest with you is if you have mirrorless glass to shoot with a mirrorless camera, it's going to work a thousand times smoother yeah. than if you're trying to shoot DSLR glass on mirrorless camera. It, so if you're kind of yeah. in between, I would I would encourage you to to really just make the jump, sell off your old equipment and mm-hmm. just yeah. commit all the way to shooting. Yeah. Um a kind of thoroughbred stuff instead of trying to shoot hybrid. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I was not a fan of adapting lenses was because um like adapting a different lens <laughs> basically it took away the gray autofocus. Like it it really struggled to catch focus, which is one of the main reasons that I love my mirrorless camera so much. So it kind of defeated the purpose. And also the adapters, like the Metabones adapter that we were looking into and that we got was like, wasn't it like $500? Yeah, I think I paid $600 yeah. for it brand new. And at that point, like, you're buy- like, that's basically a lens. You know, you can find a $600 lens. So I don't know. It's all things to consider. But in our opinion... I would, you know, I would just recommend going straight for the, um, the lenses that like are the right mount for the camera. Like you don't have to have any sort of adapter or anything like that. And so if you're the type of person that's sitting there trying to think about the variables or what we might've been doing wrong is we were shooting on a Sony a7 III with the, with the Metabones adapter. And I've, uh, in my uh, experience. I'm specifically thinking back to when I was trying to use Cassidy's 70 to 200 yeah. uh, Canon lens adapted to that A7 III through the Metabones. And the autofocusing, there was just, there was probably three weddings in a row where I was trying to shoot the wedding party entering the ceremony. And it was at, as the people are coming down the aisle, it was almost as if the autofocus was continually zooming in and zooming out. Yeah, it's doing that thing where it kind of like like glitches a little bit or like you know, like it doesn't catch focus, it keeps going in and out in and out. Yeah. And so we were it wasn't like we were changing much much of our actual manual settings or anything. It was pretty yeah. normal variables. It's not like we were doing anything extreme. It wasn't any crazy lighting situation. It was a normal ceremony that this happened kind of three times in a row where the 70 to 200 was just completely wigging out on me and the the autofocus was only hitting maybe one out of 10 shots. Whereas on a good DSLR, maybe you're getting maybe six to seven out of 10 shots. Whereas with my mirrorless and shooting normal 85 or whatever, that's uh, 
that is actually belonging a part of the Sony lineup. I normally get like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 completely in focus every time. So those are kind of the background of what we were, what we were, the background of the issues that we were experiencing trying to shoot adapted lenses. Yes. So personally, I think that the industry is moving towards mirrorless cameras. Honestly, it just kind of makes sense with, um, like, honestly, if anyone has been paying attention to cameras at all, a lot of brands have started making mirrorless cameras and really don't make a ton of new mirror new DSLR cameras. I can't really think of any new DSLR cameras that um, are like, oh my gosh, like I would really consider getting that. A lot of, you know, brands, like especially with Canon, their R5, R6, like that's a big deal that they released a mirrorless camera and a ton of people are getting it. So um, I think that the industry is moving towards mirrorless. Um, in my opinion, if you are just starting out or even like if you've been doing photography for a little bit, have a couple of lenses, I still think it's a good time to go mirrorless. I switched to a mirrorless camera. I had a Canon 5D Mark III. I had a 35 millimeter. I had a 50 millimeter and I had a flash. I think that's it. And I had like a bunch of batteries and stuff, but I had all that stuff and I sold it all so that I could switch over to Sony. And I'm really thankful that I did because I think if I would have waited and just kept with DSLR, um, I would have been in the situation where I had tons and tons of DSLR gear and lenses and stuff. And then I would have been really stressed about switching over to a new brand and trying to figure it out. Um, so my opinion, go, go mirrorless if you can. And I think one thing that really helped Cassidy in that process was the fact that I did end up like purchasing it. And right. I'm not trying to puff myself up when I say that, but it was the fact that she had a mirrorless handily available, ready to kind of try out and yeah. to see the difference. Mm -hmm. Because when I got when I got my camera, it was almost surprising to Cassidy, like the the images I was able to get because it was like cheating with the electronic viewfinder to be able to see the exact settings that I was changing and seeing the live change that was happening with the photos yeah. that I was capturing. So what I'm trying to say is, is get, if you, if you are in between or on the fence or thinking about it, or the fact that you have such an investment into a DSLR lineup and you just really don't want to deal with the headache of trying to sell all that stuff, maybe just go rent a camera from a camera shop for a day or two. Or if you have a small session that isn't necessarily like a life-changing session that you can afford to rent a camera and try it or see if you've got a friend that you can borrow their camera or something, a mirrorless camera specifically, and just test the waters yourself. See what it's like to get your hands on one. See what that electronic viewfinder is all about and see how it can bring a different variable to your photography game. Yeah. I... I always recommend renting something, especially a camera body, if you're interested in it before switching. Um, something that's interesting to note with between the difference, like the difference between Canon and Sony, um, a lot of people are afraid when they switch to a different camera brand that they're not going to know how to work the camera or something like that. But um, and I will say, working a Canon is actually pretty simple. Like the buttons and everything are pretty um, self-explanatory. When it comes to Sony, 
it's a little bit intimidating because none of the buttons are like set. Like you get to choose what each button does. Um, so I actually set up my Sony to work like a Canon to have like the same button functions and everything as a Canon because that's what I knew and I still have it like that. So um, if you're kind of afraid to like actually work a Sony, it's honestly pretty simple. You just kind of have to set the buttons to be what you want them to be. Um, and it's, you know, obviously all a learning process. Um, so just remember if you go DSLR now, honestly, you might be in a financial situation where you don't have a choice and you have to go DSLR, you know, because it's cheaper or whatever. Um, that's fine. But just know that um, personally, I think that a lot of the industry is moving towards mirrorless cameras. And um, if you're able to make the switch and get um, a mirrorless camera with a few mirrorless lenses, I think that that's going to be the best route that you can take um, just as someone that is starting out. But like I said, if you need to get a mirrorless uh, DSLR. I almost said I said deerless. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to get a DSLR camera, like you can always sell it down the road. So just know that if you buy something, it's not like the end all. You know, like it's not like the world's gonna come crashing down, and that's like your life's commitment because you can literally sell it on eBay in like two days. So yeah. Um, I think that is it for my opinions, but I do have some suggestions of um different camera bodies that I love that are mirrorless. Um I we've been talking a lot about the Sony A7 III which is what Charlie shoots on. I have the Sony A7 III as a backup camera and I do use it sometimes. And then I have the Sony A9 which is phenomenal. I really want to get the Sony A9 II. Um but those are great full frame cameras. The Sony A7 III is the best bang for your buck literally in the entire universe. Um, I think you could get one for like 1500 bucks or something like that. And it's full frame. It shoots amazing. Um, so we love both of those cameras. And then for Canon, the R5 or the R6 are both great mirrorless cameras. Those are a little bit on the pricier end because they're newer releases, but a lot of people really, really love the Canon mirrorless line. Um, and then the Nikon Z6 is a really great mirrorless camera. Nikon's awesome at mirrorless. Um, so I definitely don't want to sleep on Nikon. I just don't know much about them because I've never used Nikon before, but I do know that they have really good mirrorless options. Yeah. And so I have something to kind of note here um, when we're talking about these different camera bodies that we love. Um, to Something to take into consideration is that Sony and Nikon use the same mount across their APS-C or crop sensor and full-frame mirrorless cameras, whereas Canon actually has separate lines of mounts for their lenses between their crop sensor cameras and their full-frame. So just keep that in mind as you're thinking about different things. If you're really looking for versatility across mounts, realize that Sony and Nikon use the same one across, whereas Canon is a lot more line specific. Yeah. So just to dumb it down for anyone that might not know what we're talking about, um, a lens mount is like the, like literally where your lens connects to your camera and um, different camera bodies and like lenses, like some of them fit, some of them don't. I noticed that with Canon a lot. Um, So within the Canon brand, 
they have these different mounts for um, the different types of camera body. So if you have you have a crop sensor camera, it only takes a specific mount and you can only buy lenses that have that mount. And then as you go full frame, they have a different mount and you have to get lenses that have that mount. And with their mirrorless camera as well, they have a mirrorless mount. So you have to go and buy new lenses if you want the lens to go directly onto your camera versus Sony and Nikon, all of their lenses work on all of their cameras that they offer. Um, so if you're interested in going Canon, the Canon route, just know that the lens situation is a little confusing. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. I know I I really struggled figuring out lens mounts for a while. Um, so if you're like confused about them, just know that I was too at one point. So yeah, I think that's basically it for what we had to talk about for this episode. Um, like I said, I have a free camera gear guide if you want to learn more about lenses that you can get, camera bodies, and like seeing comparisons between the two. I break it all down in a nice little PDF for you guys. Um, Charlie, do you have any last thoughts? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's been great to just kind of do a shootout between mirrorless and DSLR and kind of explain how we came to our conclusion as a team. Yeah, exactly. We are team Sony. Woo. Ayo. Yeah, we really are. Um, but that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And Charlie, thank you for coming on this podcast episode with me. You kind of had no choice, but thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And Sony, if you're out there, hit us up with that <laughs> sponsorship. We would love to shoot oh for Oh my you. gosh. We would literally <laughs> love to shoot for Sony. Just uh, are you, are we kidding though? Well, I don't, Sony's not listening. They're definitely not listening. But if you work for Sony or know someone that works for Sony, send them this episode and I literally would like cry on the floor for hours if they reach out to me. All right. That is the episode. Thank you so much, guys. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in. So much clearer.